Alright folks, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wala aqibatu limutaqeen. Wala udwana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen. Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatika ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh everybody Fahad you should know Golden rule of LP Don't yani, say that things are going good Because the class is smooth Or class is going Because that is going to 100% 1000% Going to make me do the exact opposite And so In line with that tradition you telling me please no more Urthrul talk means that now I'm going to start with Urthrul. I just want to say that I have a... Uh... See, the problem is, is that I could think of a thousand things to speak about Urthrul. It's such a laugh. And the thing that we're enjoying so much right now is... You'll see it when you get there. Dragos has the greatest yani, look on his face that history has ever seen. That history has ever seen okay so i just want you to know that all right folks um let's uh jump straight into let's jump straight into let's jump straight into the class and let's also try to ask um imani to be spot on with her participation and for Yahya too and get rid of his phone and that way it's going to be absolutely great this is absolutely great so because folks don't know yani, where my tentacles where my tentacles reach you see mans are all over the place and um, that's going to come as a big surprise to folks like that right there we go now that we have their attention Let's start. So, with the uh, if you look at the uh, notes in the uh, the uh, uh, Arabic, okay, then you will find that the Arabic says. Let's have a look here. Can you see the notes, everybody? Can you see the notes? Let's have a look at the notes. I've got them here. Okay, I've got them here. Alright, Bab Salat al-Tatawwa' Am I able to share that on the screen? That's a bit risky that, isn't it? I think I'm going to I think I'm going to You know, I'm not going to risk that Okay Somehow, if you guys work out how to find the notes Yeah, then good luck to you Yeah, because that's the that's what I want you to do But find the notes Right? They're obviously, they're there in the, your notes And study material and all the rest of it By the way, Shaz my video still doesn't play on, on, on the portal. It's got that error occurred, try again, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember you told me that there was a solution for that. Remind me, write down what the solution is. Anyway, from a notes point of view, let's read some of the Arabic. I mean, it's a, it's a huge chapter, but I'm not going to read all of it. I'm just going to read what we are going to be uh, covering today or the next one or two weeks. The prayer of the supererogatory prayer. Akaduha Kusuf, Thumas Disqa, Thumatrawiyah, Thumma Witr, Yufa Lubain Ishai Wal Fajr, Wa Akalnu Huraka, 
وأكثر وأكثره إحدى عشرة مثنى مثنى ويوتر بواحدة وإن أوتر بخمس أو سبع لم يجلس إلا في آخرها وبتسع يجلس عقب الثامنة ويتشهد ولا يسلم ثم يصلي تاسعة ويتشهد ويسلم وأدنى الكمال ثلاث ركعات بسلامين يقرأ في الأولى بسبح وفي الثانية بالكافرون وفي الثالثة بالإخلاص ويقنط فيها بعد الرقوع بعد الرقوع ويقول اللهم هديني في من حديت etc 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 so that's enough in Arabic likewise in the English restricting ourselves in the translation to the, to that the chapter of the supererogatory prayer the most emphasized of them being the eclipse prayer then the rain prayer then tarawih then it is the witr prayer which is performed between Isha and Fajr. It is a minimum of one unit and a maximum of 11, which is performed in twos and ends with a single unit. If one was to perform the witr as five or seven, they would not sit until the very end. If nine is performed, one only sits in the eighth unit, performs the shahud, but does not do the taslim. Then praise the ninth unit, then does the shahud again, and does the taslim. The basic complete version, okay, the minimum acceptable respected version, is three units with two taslims. Reciting Surah Al-A'la in the first, Sabih, Surah Al-Kafirun in the second, and Surah Al-Ikhlas, Qul Huwallahu Ahad, in the third. One performs the qunut after the ruku'ah, saying, and then there's the du'a. So this is going to be, you know, there's a lot of interesting stuff over the next few weeks because not only a lot of fiqh, but also some nice time spent with du'a and the meaning of du'a. And because that is so difficult to translate, that's the reason why I left it there. And time is very, very tight these days as well. And so um, I did not yani, translate anymore. This is more than enough for our class. Thank you, Mesa, for putting up the Arabic and the English for all that we will need in the recent, uh, in our, in, you know, for our current time. All right. Okay, folks. So we last week had an introduction to the chapter and we spoke about Kusuf, the Eclipse Prayer. We said that that is the most emphasized. Uh, in the commentary, we're on page 8, halfway along page 8, ثم استسقاء, and then استسقاء. is that whole استفعلة, يعني verb in play, it's seeking السقاء. سقاء meaning يعني to be quenched, alright, to be quenched. يعني literally speaking, it is the, it is the seek, it is the seeking of quenching of the earth. The earth is parched, the person is not parched, right? But the earth itself has become bone dry. The ground is cracked. It requires water. Yani, you can see when it rains correctly, it becomes it becomes quenched, satisfied. This is a saqa to give to drink, and to be to be uh, satisfied. So this is seeking satisfactory satisfactory quenching, the prayer of that. So which we just call the prayer for rain. Okay, the rain prayer, and. Um, in the Hanbali Madhab, or not in Hanbali, well, yeah, in the Hanbali Madhab, and in, uh, according to Imam al Hajawi, which is just one position in the Hanbali school, 
I will come to that in a second. They've got this little kind of list as we kind of started off yesterday. So they put the most, yani best, the most respected and rated. They put Kusuf uh, uh, at the top. Then they made Istisqa. Then they made Tarawih. And then they made Witter. And the basis for that, uh, uh, the general basis for that kind of prioritization is whether a congregational uh, whether a congregation is legislated for the prayer or not and if a congregation is yani legislated for the prayer then that that raises its rank that raises its status okay if there is a congregation which is uh, put for it now sheikh Uthameen, as we mentioned i don't i don't think we mentioned this last week um uh but you know he has a problem with this and he gives an example he goes that's why the, the you know the, the holders of this position they considered istisqa to be a more emphasized prayer than the witter prayer because there is a congregation for istisqa but there's not a congregation for the witter prayer now don't make the mistake although we'll come to this later in a couple of weeks time when we start going into a lot of fiqh detail about witter that just because we pray in ramadan with the imam sometimes salatul witter that the congregation is linked for it no the congregation is a specific kind of temporary reality that only exists in Ramadan for the witr and even that not yani at a not at a I don't know not a not at a highly kind of you know expected or requested level fundamentally fundamentally the, as you're going to learn the witr prayer is a very very late private prayer in your bedroom in your in your home you know uh, in the dead of the night with nobody knowing so it's not a congregational open prayer so if you if you are making the congregation to be a really big thing and of course it is because obviously congregational prayers are normally the obligatory prayers and the Jumu'ah prayers which are the most obligatory prayers that we have and the most rewarded prayers so if you're carrying along that line that logic that if there's a congregation for it then it becomes more important then of course you put the eclipse for first you put the rain prayer first you put the taraweeh prayer which is you know taraweeh which obviously has congregation and you put all of that in front of the witter if that's your logic if that's your asal from your principles of fiqh if you're using that asal we have to ask okay we have to ask the question is that an acceptable basis okay is that an acceptable basis that uh, that you only raise uh, prayer status if it has the congregation legislated for it. Um, the answer is no, not necessarily, because sometimes there might be individual evidences that negate that the, that uh, principle. So, for example, if we have individual hadith that emphasize the witr more as a prayer, then it jumps the queue. Simple as that. And we do have that. Okay, um, the Prophet ﷺ emphasized witr in of itself far more than any actually of these prayers. Okay, even even we can argue Salatul Kusuf as well, right? The Eclipse prayer. However, the difference with Salatul Kusuf is that through the action of the Prophet ﷺ and through the reality of how it comes about, we followed the position that Sheikh Al-Amin put forward which is that it's an obligatory prayer or one of the pseudo-obligations, any very close to oblig or, 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 obligatory, or certainly the most emphasized of the sunnah prayers, if it's not obligatory. Now, a witr prayer is going to trump 
not just istisqa, but it's also going to trump taraweeh. Despite the fact that there is a good logical argument that those two go higher because they have the congregation, in actual fact we say, yeah, got congregation, but none of them come close to the emphasis that the Prophet ﷺ put on Salatul Witr, right? And we'll speak about a few hadith there, but before I do that, I just want to also say a, a, an important point, that Salatul Istisqa, even though it does have, uh, uh, you know, um, this um, congregation for it, when we see the Prophet ﷺ not praying it sometimes, that that's a massive, yani, uh, uh, ishara, indication. All right, that it's not as important or as obligated uh, as one may think. If that makes sense, there were many times that there was a drought, and many times the Prophet didn't go out and pray it. And Salatul Istisqa, it could be argued, the minor of the event is the prayer, is the salah, and the major of the event is the rest of it, which we're going to come to in a second. Um, and uh, you know. Just to emphasize this point, in the Hanafi school, there isn't even a congregation for it. So even the concept that, you know, congregation makes it more important, that in itself, Yani, is something which is disputed uh, uh, by some scholars. The Hanafi school, as I said, they don't even consider that there is a congregation or congregating for the Salatul Istisqa and that a person should themselves make dua and istighfar. Because, of course, in uh, the Quran and Sunnah, it is understood in our minds that uh, rain is a sign of mercy, a sign of barakah, and that uh, sin is something which blocks mercy and specifically blocks children, blocks uh, blocks children, blocks wealth, blocks rain, blocks uh, uh, flourishing, nourishment, rizq. And so when there's no rain, it is your sins you look to. When there's no rain, you have to increase istighfar. And the Hanafi school are like, yeah, what the evidence is suggest is individual istighfar as opposed to congregational. So even from the whole congregational angle, you've you know it's in question. But anyway, clearly the other three schools uh, and they see it correctly as well. They see that it is actually a prayer. There is a congregation uh, a reality to it, and therefore it does deserve pride of place. But does it go in head? Does it go ahead of witr? No. And Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in a number of hadith. For example, one of them: "Ijalu akhir salatikum bilayli witra." Hadith narrated by Bukhari from the most authentic of hadith, make the final of uh, make the last prayer of the night uh, your witr prayer. Make the last make the last of your prayers of the night the witr prayer. Make ij'alu make, yani which in general is a fi'l amr which would indicate obligation. Another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu said If one of you uh, is uh, 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 worried that the uh, that the dawn is about that the the dawn is about to break, meaning is getting very very close, and the assumption is that a person has not has is praying their tahajjud, the qiyamul layl, the salatul layl, and we know that salatul witr is the last uh, prayer. Okay, so uh, that 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 seals everything. So if your thinking is getting late, I haven't finished. It's getting late. I haven't finished, and the the the, the dawn is coming close. Then pray one rak'ah. Yani pray at least a rak'ah. That's the, the, the sense of the hadith. Play, pray at least a rak'ah and it will make odd that which you have prayed already. Now what that means is that you've been praying twos, 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 twos. And the obligation or the, the requirement is to 
end the night on an odd. That's what witr means, odd. So to odd, to odd out the evens, right? You pray at least one to, to you know, and that, so that's a, an emphasis. Uh, and that hadith is narrated by Bukhari as well in the chapter of Witr, hadith 990, the pre previous hadith 998. Another hadith which is uh, which is collected by Imam Ahmed and is also collected by Imam Tirmidhi um, and by Imam Abu Dawood, the narration of Tirmidhi is 453. And I give the narration of Tirmidhi and the number of Tirmidhi because that is to be considered the more authentic of all of these uh, uh, books of the Sunan and the Musnad and the Jami' of Tirmidhi. Any greater respect, I just want to say, even though there's some discussion about that. Maybe some people would say we should give the, the narration uh, or the reference to the Musnad of Imam Ahmed because it's the Hanbali school. Yeah, that's that's fair enough as well. But anyway, this hadith is also, also Sahih. And Nabi Sallallahu said, Ya Ahl al-Quran, Utiru. Oh, people of the Quran, make witr, do the witr. And there are hundreds of hadith actually on Salatul Witr. Uh, famous, famous hadith, which has a little bit of weakness in the in the chain. Whoever does not uh, do witr, then he's not from us. Whoever does not pray the witr prayer, he's not from us. Meaning that, that uh, and obviously some took that as a very serious hadith saying that he's not Muslim. That's not what it means. It basically means that he's not upon our system. He's not upon our deen. He's not on a, he's not upon our way. So uh, that yani should be that should be yani considered. By the way, folks, you don't need to ask any questions about witr at all right now, okay? Because we're not even in the chapter of witr. There are that's the next couple of weeks. All right, we're just developing the developing the narrative. Um, so uh, so the witr clearly is more emphasized than the the uh, the, the, the 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 rain prayer. That should be said. Therefore, it comes it comes after kusuf because kusuf we consider it to be obligatory, and then we will we consider then the witr next, and the ruling upon the witr is one which is, um, uh, and we'll have a proper discussion in its right place about what is the ruling on witr, whether it's an obligation or not. Of course, you know that the uh, I mean I don't mind mentioning just very quickly that. Uh, in the Hanif school, everybody knows it is uh, a wajib. It is something just underneath obligation, meaning very, very, very serious. Call it obligation for as far as you're concerned. The vast majority consider it to be a sunnah prayer. And that is because a number of evidences will come to that. Um, uh, uh, so it is obviously heavily, heavily uh, uh, established prayer. All right. So just to carry on then with the position of al-istisqa, Istisqa, the rain prayer, uh, 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 what actually is it? Well, it will come later. We will discuss it in detail later. This is actually not even its natural home. Um, but I want to, I want it to be clear that it is a, uh, a prayer in which the Prophet ﷺ, we do not even have a hadith that emphasizes it, emphasizes its command. You know, that kind of... Uh, 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 really kind of brings you out Alright uh, Tells you to, you have to go and pray Rather we pray it because it's established from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And also Sheikh Uthimi makes a very nice point He also says that sometimes That when there was rain When there was rain He didn't even make the prayer at all He just made the dua in the Jum'ah Khutbah Meaning that uh, uh, So you can imagine how it would be right 
that all the people come from all miles out, you don't even see them all week, and then they all come to Masjid al-Nabawi for that Friday Jumu'ah prayer. That's where they kind of come, they hear a khutbah, so important that they hear a bit of deen, been working really hard, out with the flocks, out traveling, trade, blah, blah, blah. They all come back and it's yani, a holiday, it's yani, or it's a bit of deen, and they, they, you know, and so people would speak out in the khutbah. And they would say, Ya Rasulullah, we're struggling uh, uh, big time. We really are struggling. There's a drought and my, my animals have been like this. But, and, you know, it could be quite far away. Uh, uh, anyway, they put their request forward. And then we have hadith narrated from the Prophet Sallallahu that he would raise his hands and he would say, Allahumma aghithna, Allahumma aghithna. Uh, and and uh, 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 so he would make a istisqa-esque Yani uh, 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 action, which would be dua based as opposed to salah based, and then at other times it's a very formal process known as salatul istisqa. Now a little intro into salatul istisqa, but I don't want to because we're covering that later. But salatul istisqa, when the when the when the thing would happen, when the the drought is in and it's kicked in, and so on, the the Prophet there are a number of hadith. Uh, most famous hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas and most famous hadith uh, hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrated by Imam Ahmad authentic um, that he would go out there would be an announcement okay uh, but an informal one there's no salah there's no adhan there's no iqama it is done yani, whenever in the day and generally as we said before that when it comes to these kind of congregational-esque uh, uh, prayers sunnah supererogatory prayers they're normally held in that mid-morning period, right? The duha period. And he went out and he gathered everybody, no salah, no adhan, no iqamah, and they would pray two raka'ah. In one of the narrations, the Prophet Ibn Abbas said that he prayed it like the Eid prayer. That would indicate his prayer out loud. And so he prays it out loud, he prays it out normal, and then after he finishes the prayer, he then gets, he went on to the mimbar, and he turned, and he, gave, he reminded the people of why this is basically happening. He gave a khutbah, and the khutbah almost always was about yani, uh, uh, humbling themselves, seeking istighfar, yani, recognizing that they've angered their Lord, that when it comes to uh, the concept of rain being withheld, it's always linked to some kind of uh, sin. Or we have a hadith, for example, Nabi Wasallam said that if it, wasn't for your, uh, if it wasn't for the animals, if it wasn't for the livestock, then we would have withheld the rain entirely because of how you guys don't pay zakat properly. So when people don't pay zakat properly and don't fulfill the haqq of the needy, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholds the rain. And he would have done that every single time if it wasn't for the animals that need the rain, meaning it's not their fault. Yani, so they should get the rain regardless. So you can see two common traits when it comes to rain. People's sin and people's stinginess. And that's therefore therefore the solution to get rain is istighfar, seeking forgiveness for sin, and to be generous in charity. And that's what the Prophet would encourage. He would encourage charity and istighfar. Okay? So... Um, and of course, we know that in the Quran, Nuh many times told his people that's what you need to do, and he will send down rain upon you and wealth and and then etc. 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 So, um, <sighs> let's have a look now. Where are we? Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, and then what we what what would be fascinating is that the Prophet sallallahu when he would make this kind of address and make the people in it aware, he would then supplicate. This is one of the 
fundamental key evidences for the concept of congregational du'a. Now, the congregational du'a as a theory, right, is actually not very supported in the sunnah. What I mean by that is that it's not something you see all the time, every time. If you think about how many times the Prophet ﷺ has gathered with the companions in a congregation, whether in prayer, going out for battle, salah, jumu'ah, etc, etc, etc. You can literally count on two hands how many times a congregational du'a is mentioned. That is why the balanced opinion on du'a ijtima'i, the, the congregational du'a, is that it is not haram to do because the evidence is there, but it should not be legislated like the way we do, like the Pax do, like after every uh, fard prayer, you got to do it, you know, with the imolvi, uh, you know, the congregational prayer. Or, you know, just like like something very, very relevant right now is uh, uh, funerals. So once you uh, bury the deceased, everybody's expecting, waiting around. And, you know, I always tell around, I go, if you're waiting for a congregational dua, let me tell you that I never have seen a single hadith of the Prophet ﷺ ever do it after the death. But rather, this is what he said, sallallahu person should make individual dua and show proper sincerity as opposed to just waiting for the imam, doesn't even know the, the deceased, making any, you know, an impersonal, uh, uh, general dua, as opposed to, you know, people, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure if I spoke about this before, but there is a very real um, cultural sense of really weak, weak culture, you know, attitude when it comes to uh, how we think closure occurs. You know, we are so diseased by our culture that we think that if we didn't make you see it in the face of packs all over you can see it at a funeral they literally in their simplicity and their basicness they literally emanate it emanates from them that if i don't do a congregational dua or the molbi does not do one and we don't say amin to a dua that we don't understand and we can't yani from a guy who's not that interested or invested and we say amin to it, even though we don't know what's going on. If we don't do that, we don't actually have closure on the death of our relative. And all that is disgusting, this is. I absolutely detest this attitude and this culture. And uh, regardless of the fact that I consider it to be permissible. If a person feels, you know, that they want to do it or it should be done on a case-by-case -case basis, it's allowed. Because this is a hadith which opens up the permissibility of that. But there's a big difference between knowing that, that an act is possible and permissible to do versus legislating it so that it becomes normalized every single time in a certain way. That is the learning point. Anyway, the Prophet ﷺ then made a, a, a dua by looking at the, the qibla and he raised his hands. And uh, then what he did after that is something unique, which he then he would take off his cloak and he would turn it inside out. Uh, and uh, the sunnah, and here is establishing a pattern and a habit for those who are, you know, whatever your clothes that you wear. If you wear a jacket, you turn it inside out. If you wear a shirt, you turn it inside out. If you have an abaya and it can be done in a modest way, you do the same. And what this is indicating is that I recognize my old state. I've turned over a new leaf and a new leaf and I'm into my new state. That's the that's the, uh, 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 you know, the, the, the implication and meaning I'm not just talking the talk. I'm walking the walk. So. I made istighfar, I cried, I sought forgiveness. I then yani, showed that I'm showing this in a, uh, in a symbolic way and I'm going to go out and give charity, etc, etc, etc. This is Slatul Istisqa. According to the vast majority of scholars, this is an emphasized sunnah because of the action of the Prophet ﷺ doing it. Uh, according to the Ahnaf, 
this is that the Hanafi school they don't even consider there to be a, a congregational prayer for it something which is allowed if you do it do it if you don't then you don't um so uh what is the uh what's the next point okay so that's that anyway Sheikh says that there's gonna uh, the chapter on that in detail is gonna come is gonna come and we're going to um uh uh, we're going to come to that in detail. Then Sheikh says, "Thumma Tarawih, Thumma Witr." So according to the Hanabila, that Tarawih then follows Salat al-Istisqa in terms of its emphasized nature. Okay, so Tarawih takes the third spot and Witr takes the fourth spot. And the only reason for that is because the Hanbalis put the congregational concept, yani, uh, you know, because of Tarawih has congregation, so they put that yani, uh, forward. Okay, um, and of course Tarawih. Has a, a jama'ah legislated for it because that's what the Prophet وسلم, uh, did in Ramadan for the first night, the second night, the third night. He came out and he prayed with them each time. And as you know, in the famous hadith Bukhari, the uh, fourth night he didn't come out and he and uh, and the people waited, waited, waited. They were, you know, very disappointed. Then he came out afterwards when it was done to make sure that nobody gets the wrong idea. And he said, you know. I did that in the that I feared that this would become obligatory upon you. If I keep coming out for it, if I keep doing it regularly, then it becomes obligatory. Again, brothers and sisters, logical progression, clearly learning a principle here about the concept of continuity. When you see continuity in an action, in an action of worship, it's a very strong indication of how emphasized that act is. So when you see istisqa not happening often, that is an indication that it is not obligatory or it's not even as emphasized as soon as you may think. Likewise, the congregational du'a, when you don't see that it is happening all the time, when you don't see it happening regularly, then you get the idea that it is not as emphasized as people make and it's not the action of the Prophet When you see Witr and you see that he hardly ever has missed it, like hardly ever, you realize it's super, super important. Likewise, when you see him actually physically state that I actually didn't come out on this fourth night, because I didn't want it to become obligatory. I mean, he's literally telling you. I mean, you know, spell it out, right? He's literally just told you that if I continue to do an action every single time, that's basically obligation. So I cut it myself, right? To make sure it doesn't become an obligation. So, you know, this is a very, very important maxim in the sunnah. All right? And it has nuance, of course. It has nuance and it's not always the case. And there's, you know, but as a basic starter for 10, it's a good one. All right. Um, anyway... Uh, 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 so after that day, after that day when the Prophet ﷺ came out, it actually remained in the Ummah for the next few years. And I mean by that, the remainder of the life of the Prophet ﷺ, and certainly the Khilaf of, of, of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq which is a couple of years, um, which is a couple of years in itself, um, the people prayed the Taraweeh by, by themselves. And when we come to that section uh, later on, I will uh, speak about that in detail because you will know that I have my own opinions on this and I've done research in that and I have a long detailed video and I'll make sure that that video becomes... Um, uh, so like what Zakaria is asking, is the asl thing individual? Well, that's going to come later. We're going to speak about that later. Okay? Because the taraweeh has a, a separate section which is coming later. Um, uh, so yeah. But anyway, uh, uh, for this couple of years, it remained a singular... Uh, prayer. People prayed their own private prayer. They prayed it like, actually, in my opinion, how it should be prayed, which is a singular night prayer. Until Umar radiallahu an, he realized, and again, another very important, yani, a deen establishing principle here, which is the concept of looking to the need of the masses. 
right? Um, Umar radiallahu an, he basically looks and he, you know, he, he uh, um, sees yani, a few of the imams, yani, tiny little kind of, you know, pockets uh, 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 praying here and there, etc., etc. And he's like, you know what? Wouldn't it be a great idea if we just got one imam and just did it? I mean, it's not like it wasn't done. I remember that the Prophet used to do it, right? And it's not like it's haram. He didn't say it's haram. He just said, he just cut us down on the fourth and said, listen, I didn't want to make it obligatory. But he still then continued to emphasize the prayer and we carried on praying it. Wouldn't it be great if we bring that back in the game? And of course, his motivation was not just the fact that it used to exist, but the primary motivation was that he thought that the people were not getting it done. That's the, listen, that's the key. That when you think that, uh, you know, I'm going to, um, it, it goes back to our discussion yesterday on our discussion, my audio on the Telegram group, the long, the long, long one about uh, women in the public eye. You know, that, 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 that's a discussion. And, it, and that's why I said that even though my heart is towards a more conservative take on it, you've got to understand. I mean, it would be complete ignorance of me to uh, 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 to ignore the reality on the ground. The reality on the ground is that the vast majority of Muslims are not that practicing. And the vast majority of Muslims, if you don't give them a replacement or you don't give them a role model, they'll take the ones that they've got. And frankly, the Muslim community's role models are absolute truck. They're truck they are. Instagram models, hijabi things, hijabi models, how to turn your hijab on, all that makeup rubbish, yani, all that bakwas. And then you've got yani, all the, those other idiots, yani, you know, the, the crap that they do, you know, Muslim lifestyle influencers, influence, influence, influences or whatever they do. And, you know, in the name of da'wah or whatever, you know, that is what you have. Uh, the podcast folks, the video vlogs cast folks, the Muslims that are, you know, you've got some Muslims that are multi-million, million, million kind of, you know, followers. And you've got two categories, you've got those who are not practicing at all, but are just Muslim. And then you've got like that Fauzi tube or Fauzi tube, whatever he was. I don't know if he's still doing it or not. And then you had like those that are actually using Islam as a selling principle, like those that, you know, uh, 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 market themselves as hijab or, or advice and then Oh, now once they get their contract, they you know the hijab comes off and all the rest. Well, oh, that was you know filth, yani that that that, that have taken that they use Islam to create that brand and whatever. So, how can we go around and saying that our oh, sisters got to be careful reciting poetry and don't recite poetry, don't recite Quran, don't lead whatever there's fitna, the men, blah blah blah, which is all true and you know that's my position. And at the same time, we tell these good practicing people to stay, those who would not take off their hijab and wouldn't do anything all stupid nonsense like that. Right, and um, uh, uh, and we keep our girls, yani, and uh, and the good men that want to do dawah, and the girls who want to do their thing, and the good people, and we take we keep them away, and we allow them to go. Uh, we we allow the Muslims to go to the dogs because we only leave these folks, yani, as their role models. Now that's an argument that's got to be considered, and it's the same argument that you'll see throughout history that allows Muslims to do things. The most the the, the most widespread. I'll, you know what? I'm going to ask you a question. 
So Umar radiallahu anhu, he sees the public benefit that let me unify the Muslims, put them under one imam, and that way they're all kind of calm and hey, we're not going to make it obligatory, we're going to make it very clear that this is a sunnah act, but just keep coming and great imam, great voice, Ubay bin Ka'ab, uh, Tamim al-Dari as well, radiallahu anhu, great reciters, great voices, spread them out in masajid, and it, then it started, and he made it 20 raka'ah, etc, etc, etc. And... That there's a real motivation to try and give people something better than nothing because they aren't doing what they should be doing at home which is definitely better in my opinion and as I said I've, I've proven that established that last couple of years in videos and I'll go through that again later as well however what's better for me and what's better for the, 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 the few that are able to do is not necessarily what is better for the masses so I've, I've got a very clear uh, uh, example in my mind I wonder if anyone's speaking I, I wonder whether I think anyone is uh, on my wavelength, if I say to you, in this light, in this vein, who can think of the biggest and the most famous and most popular example of this principle in play today in the Muslim community? And the clue, to keep it, you know, to, you know, because it could be anything, the clue is that it's in reference to the one of the, one of the five obligatory prayers. That's my clue. Let's see if anybody can think of in continuation of this principle. So please, Yanni, put your, your opinions forward. All right? It's to do with one of the obligatory prayers. This kind of way of trying to help the masses, trying to give them something as opposed to... Yeah, yeah. So as I said, um, when you look at... the Now, the counter-argument is very, very important. Okay? The counter-argument is very important as well. The, 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 the counter-argument would be, well, hold on, it's not like there isn't anything else available. There are role models, there are teachers, there are other brands, but they're not interested. And so good luck to them. That's their problem. And that's a very true point. And another angle as well, okay, another, ang another uh, uh, angle as well is, um, uh, well done, Bilal. Well done, Bilal. Okay, I know that it wasn't the clearest and obvious points, but it was the Isha prayer, okay, um, and yeah, making dua in English and such, that would be like a desperate move from us to allow, but it's the Isha prayer. As a congregational kind of Muslim community thing, the way that all of our uh, uh, mosques pray Isha so early, which is so against the Sunnah, by the way, but we do it because we know that yeah, any people are going to work, we know that yeah, any putting it at 7, 8 o'clock, is going to ensure that there's stability of time using a clock more important than anything else yeah and he, you know the, you, literally six months of the year the entire muslim community knows that at eight o'clock is slatul isha or half past eight is slatul isha it gives it stability it allows the community to build around it we have circles around it look at lp for example the time of 8 30 it makes no sense in lockdown actually if you think about it right and especially say especially uh Considering that, by the way, many of you have not pressed the live button on your YouTube video, by the way. Okay, you need to press the live button uh, to catch up. Um, uh, 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 8.30 came because of the uh, the fact that most of the year our Salatul Isha is at 8 o'clock, right? So, um, it makes no sense in when we don't even have a congregation. I mean, our congregation in our home is at 6.30. Our, our, our home Isha prayer is 6.30. And again... That's in our home. You should say, what on earth is the excuse for that? In our home, we should be praying at 9, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, just when the half of the night or just before half of the night and just after a third of the night has passed. So that's very late. 
And the reason that I don't do that at my home is because the congregation is my kids who still have to be up early for school and to make sure, therefore, that they all pray, including the young, including the old. Our Jama'ah time is at 6.30. So this looking for the public benefit is looking for the family benefit and then make it wider. You're making it about the, uh, the, 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 the wider community benefit. So this is an example of this principle in play of allowing or doing a, 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 an action in order to try and uh, facilitate yani, uh, something. Um, try to lessen the harm. Now, I just want to make it clear on the example of the uh, public uh, women in the public. I very much believe in a principle which is on the other side of the argument, which is that, you know what, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not question you about the actions of the ignorant and the people, and never does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want you to be putting yourself at risk. Now, I give, I've given this example many, many, many times in different classes, and I must have done it in LP as well, but I'll just say it again. It was... Um, the position of, uh, I know people are still putting answers forward, yeah, um, because they're behind in the video, but Bilal got the answer like about 10 minutes ago, which is the formalizing of the Isha prayer in our mosques at an early time, okay? Anyway, uh, as opposed to praying it late, which is the Sunnah. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say, man? Yeah, Sheikh bin Baz, you know, he was asked this question and it's such a golden principle in our deen. He was asked, listen, I've got the opportunity to go and uh, get military training and intelligence training. Um, um, and I would know the, 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 the strategies and the plans and the plots of the kuffar and the enemies of the deen. Uh, but to do that, I'd have to yeah, I'd pray on the sly. I'd have to shave my beard. I'd have to X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. I'd have to do all these things. Okay. Like the kind of thing that spy people have to do. And... Um, and Sheikh bin Baz said that no, 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 thank you. No. Yani subhanAllah, this answer is obviously a very, very deep answer that represents a lot and I don't have all that time. But and what he's basically trying to say is that I think we did speak about this. We spoke about this during the, Syri the Syrian revolution, right? The Arab Spring. I think I spoke about an LP about the Arab Spring, the Tunisian who set himself on fire and the resulting whether you call it good or bad, obviously looking back now, we can see it's been catastrophic. Yani, but let's just say that there was some good that came out of the Arab Spring. The idea is, is that guy, yani, he's the one who put himself forward as the one who took one for the team. Well, hold on. Taking one for the team, okay, has, has principles, limits. It has rules. You don't kill yourself, right? You don't, kill, you don't do suicide. Yani, you know, who cares about the Arabs or their spring, or their countries, who cares, yeah, um, you don't kill yourself over it, suicide I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about jihad, I'm talking about suicide, okay, and Ibn Baz is basically like, well hold on, yani, you know, shaving off your beard, going into a new community, yani, you know, assimilating to a level where you're having to erase all the aspects external, and then external aspects of your deen, what we've learned over our, our experience is that the external very much builds the internal, even though they're in two entirely different paradigms and we need to focus on developing our internal identity very, very separately and independently of the external. And that's important, okay? Otherwise, your, your iman will always be weak, right? It will become simple. It will become, there's a word I can't think of it, right? Um, fake, anyway, fake. 
But the point is, is that, however, regardless, there is uh, your khushu'ah in salah is dependent upon external movement, lack of thereof, and etc. And all the rest of the the, 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 the aspects, yani the way that you dress, your hijab, your jilbab, your beard, your hat, your ex, your wife, these all have an impact upon your iman, and so on and so forth. So, um, I just want to say that that uh, I wouldn't expect someone... I, I wouldn't allow a person to say, I can't pray during the day because I'm spying. Bro, you're in the wrong job. And you know what? The Nasr is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The victory is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, I don't mind any someone, you know, doing uh, some, you know, dodgy move or whatever. But to leave your prayer, leave your identity, this, that, whatever, whatnot, bro, that's going a bit too much, right? When you're in personal danger for your life is one thing versus yani, you intentionally taking that thinking that you're going to help people. Bro, th- you have no idea. You have no idea. And so that's why I want to say to people that feel that pressure, I have to be the one. I have to step in and fill in the void. If I don't, then there'll be others. You know what it is? Don't put that pressure upon yourself. You're not actually that special. If you want the harsh, yani, you know, way, you know, that's the kind of the, the the film scene in which the person says, "I don't love you anymore. Go away, leave me." You know, saying a lie to try to save their life. You know, for, you know. So if you want that harsh version, then I'll say you're not special. Get lost. But if you want the truth, you are special, and you're so special that you shouldn't risk your iman for whatever reason. So therefore, only the highest quality and the most stable kind of people should enter into that field. And you can count on one finger, not even one hand, those people who enter into these risky kind of fields, right? Thinking that they're going to make a difference and they're not drastically affected. Well, I, it disgusted me this morning. And I've, you know, I've really spoken a lot about... Um, I've really spoken a lot about these people, uh, but 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 particularly Muslim celebrities and comedians, right? Who are in the TV kind of uh, scene and whatever, whatnot. And those who are close to me, I'm incredibly harsh with them. And I've become harsher with them. Those that I know that have a platform or whatever, because the people that I was gentle on in the early days, I was so... Imagine the wise is not the example here at all. I'm talking about people who enter in with good intentions. Imagine Nawaz is from the Munafiqeen. That's something, you know, it always was. Uh, we're talking about people like the... Uh, we don't need to name people. You, you know, all right? But Muslim comedians uh, 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 thinking that they can keep it halal and that they can go and, you know, make it. They started off with, you know, Muslim charities and doing Muslim gigs and then they were uh, promoted, you know, they caught the public eye. And you know that there's a good five-odd that are in the public eye and then getting these big gigs... And they've now gone on to movies and, and drama series in which they're doing haram day and night. Uh, uh, haram, haram, pull haram. And you know what? You can kind of somehow see, never allowed, but you can see if they did it because they were in a part, in a role, and they were told if you don't say this or you don't hold this woman in this way, uh, then you've lost the the, 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 the place. And a person finds some weird justification that, you know, I need to do this haram. To... I mean, you can understand that, that the, 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 the thought process, even as haram and he's condemned. But to be, to be not in employment, not under pressure, on your own social media uh, channel, 
for no reason whatsoever feel the need to F blind, F this, that, use the disgusting swear words, yani the worst, give examples, sexual be uh, 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 euphemisms, blah, 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 making fun of dua, etc, etc, etc. Purely to maintain a brand under no pressure. That's what happens. Look at them visibly from the outside, very Muslim, blah, 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 four or five people. Yani, and that's across the board. That's across, And like I said, these people, I all... They all came to either me, uh, not necessarily come to me first, but meaning that they, they that at the very beginning of our relationships, it would be, listen, I'd be grateful if you could advise me and help me and this and that. And I would be very lenient, being aware of the need of the culture and, and the, the cultural imperative that we have as Muslims. Be very kind of, you know, and I would, you know, just as I said, be lenient. I wouldn't allow people to get, if, if I saw even the S-H-I-T word, I'd be like, bro, what the hell is that? You, you really honestly needed to do that, yeah, and maintain high standards, and but definitely lenient, and uh, that leniency, you know, got them the bigger parts, justified the little things here and there. Now they don't even give a monkey's about what, uh, whether I exist or not, etc., etc. Those people who are now within that uh, sphere at the moment, it's a nightmare for them because I don't allow them to do anything. Like Moin Miskeen, okay, who I must Moin Ali, the, the cricketer, I must speak to literally on a daily basis like multiple times a day on these issues because you got to understand you know minus the fact that he's obviously you know uh, 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 obviously he's coming to the end of his career a sporting superstar literally he was number one ODI all-rounder not that long ago okay um, there's a far bigger narrative because he's very very openly practicing and therefore um, he has such value when it comes to brands and advertising and the government are on his case all the time, you know, wanting him to back this, back that, hook this up, uh, record us a video here, there, whatever, whatnot, okay? So he's always under, they want to give him roles in this and in drama and in acting and they, they want to they want to play off the, the, the huge respect that the Muslim community have for him because they've seen that he's not been bought out, etc. So he's under a great amount of fitna and he, Miskeen, doesn't get the lenient AE. He gets the tell him get lost Tell them to get lost, tell them to get lost, tell them to get lost, AE, right? Because he needs to be protected. His family needs to be protected. The other people need to be protected, etc., etc. And you can spread that. So I know I've gone off on a tangent, but it's important for you students, yeah, and especially you guys who are all practicing, leaders in your own community, doing your own circles and things. You've got to understand this dichotomy. And you've got to understand that uh, 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 to deal with the um, to deal with the Muslim community's needs at at the wider level, should never mean that the individual, whatever their status, should sacrifice themselves and become the baqra on the altar of acceptability. Yani assimilation or into whatever you want to call it is not that important, frankly. It really, really is not that important. Um, so, as Sarah said before, this, this is exactly the khutuwa to shaitan. Okay? That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says steps of shaitan because nobody just goes for shaitan. You go for the, the little things, just the steps, little steps, little moves, little things, little things, and it builds up, builds up, and it comes into the crescendo, and then you suddenly you're gone beyond the point of no return. Uh, anyway, um, so that's what Umar radiallahu anhu uh, does. Obviously, that is building upon that um, uh, audio that we spoke about yesterday. Um, anyway. Uh, based upon these hadith and uh, etc., where does witr really uh, exist, and where should taraweeh exist in the actual 
uh, correct yani, interpretation or certainly Sheikh Uthameen's position and the class position. Sheikh Uthameen says the correct position is that Witr is way beyond uh, Taraweeh and above Istisqa. Um, uh, because the Nabi Sallallahu commanded to it and he never stopped doing it, meaning he continued to do it regularly, even to the extent that there are a number of scholars that said it is an obligatory prayer, which is true. The Hanafi school said that it is obligatory, straight out, okay, and we'll come to that. And, uh, and Ibn Taymiyyah, uh, rahimahullah, his, his opinion is that it was obligatory as well, but only upon the people who pray the night prayer regularly. So he used to consider that the people who pray the night prayer regularly, that they have to pray the witr prayer. Like, similar to the way that tahajjud was for the Prophet And it was obligatory upon him, above and, above and beyond the others. So Ibn Taymiyyah is like, for well, those who are the proper Muslims who pray the night prayer, it's obligatory upon them as a minimum for them to pray the witr. Even if the actual tahajjud prayer is not obligatory, certainly the night. But I mean, regardless, you can see that the scholars see it as very, very important because the bare minimum, which is the position of our school and uh, the Hanbalis, the Shafi'is, everybody, the vast majority of scholars, that it is a sunnah mu'akkada, highly emphasized sunnah, salatul witr. However, it in its emphasis goes above istisqa and goes above taraweeh and it doesn't take fourth place like the Hanbalis have here but rather it takes second place after uh, Salatul Kusuf and that's, and that's only because we think Salatul Kusuf is actually an obligation for Kifaya as was said earlier on alright alright وَصَلَاتٌ هَذَا شَأْنُهَا فِي okay كَيْفَ تُجَعَلْ تَرَوِيَحْ okay what does Sheikh say here? Yeah, so Sheikh basically wants to, uh, 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 yani he's basically saying that, yeah, we're going to come to that. Exactly, Adil, okay? To the extent, in a second as we come to Witter, okay? That anyone, uh, uh, we might even get to that. I'll come to that in a second. Anyway, uh, Sheikh says at the bottom of page 10, so the correct order is Kusuf, then Witter, then Istisqa, and then Taraweeh. This is the strongest uh, uh uh, opinion and you should also note that Salatul Istisqa is a Salah in which one is intending the lifting of harm okay and that actually makes it more important the lifting of harm is more important than the bringing of a benefit and uh, that's a principle by the way in fiqh right and sometimes just general Islam so to ensure that no harm is caused do no harm. There's something about this, right? Okay. There is something about this in English. What do we say? What, what, what do we say? If you, how how the how did the English say? If you can't do any good, at least don't do any harm, or something like that, right? Um, something like that, right? But anyway, certainly in our deen, that the uh 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 said, yeah, I need you know to 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 or the harm. To uh, stave off to what uh, to I forgot my my English has gone to pop man but anyway to push off harm is is more important than bringing the benefit and this is discussed amongst scholars anyway the um, uh, the sheikh basically said that uh, with istisqa being primarily to stave off harm and taraweeh being in bringing bringing benefit and ajr and thawab and all the rest of it okay. Uh, then it actually goes way above Taraweeh. And that's why Sheikh has 
uh, in the list. Kusuf, Witr, Istisqa, Tarawih. Tarawih becomes last because it is literally only the uh, the last uh, 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 yeah, the, the last thing. Uh, anyway, Sheikh basically wants to have a little word about Tarawih. We'll come to that a little bit later. But he reminds us that Tarawih is basically the night prayer in Ramadan. It is called Tarawih because um, uh, in the uh, 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 nights of Ramadan, the people would pray for a very long time. All right, and they would elongate the prayer, and it had long ruku'a, long sujood, long qiyam, etc., etc. Um, and basically, uh, we're talking like five hours. All right, my estimate is normally five hours, six hours. That's how long the prayer would be, and it would be divided up into blocks of four. And that's what the hadith states, and we'll come to this in a second. Okay, and after every four, they would take a break. Istarahu, yeah, and they would seek. Again, the Arabic of ista, okay, to seek, right? They would seek raha. They would seek relaxation, chill, take a raha, take a break. They were seeking a break. And so it became known as the prayer of the breast breaks. So you'd chill, they'd have a little chat, relax, you know, a bit of the care of this, that, whatever. Just sit down and give their legs a rest. So this would happen after every four raka'ah. And so it became known as the prayer of the rest breaks, right? And this is detailed in the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha that uh, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa in Ramadan, he would not pray more than 11 raka'ah. He would pray four and don't ask about how beautiful they were and how long they were. Then he would pray four and don't ask about how beautiful they were and how long they were. And then he would pray three, referring to the witta. This is the famous hadith narrated by Bukhari and uh, hadith number 1147. And... Um, Sheikh wants to add a little point. Now, uh, this is a nice point to discuss, by the way. You will know, Pax will all know, that is very much in our psyche, the concept of the four raka'ah prayer, like dhuhr, when it comes to sunnah, right? So the Hanafis, all the Pax have been brought up to pray four raka'ah sunnah before the four fard of uh, uh, dhuhr, or four raka'ah uh, sunnah, or before asr, yeah? But this idea is in our culture. But it's not just cultural. It is a position that uh, a few of the scholars held. They consider it to be a valid idea and concept. And it is based upon mostly connect statements of the companions and the tabi'een, but also interpretation of authentic hadith like this one. Now, a person could look at this and frankly, it looks very clear, okay? Um, uh, uh, looks very uh, uh, apparent, I should say, sorry, that this is a um, that it is a, 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 um, a four unit prayer that a person that the Prophet prayed for up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, four, and then gave salam. That's what it sounds like. So you don't blame them, right? As Sheikh Atamir wants to go to pains to emphasize that actually the Sunnah all the time, day or night, is to pray methna, methna, to pray in twos. And that even this hadith that's talking about four is to be understood as, in brackets, a block of four. So in brackets, a block of four. So we would retranslate this hadith of Aisha saying that he would pray, brackets, a block of, close brackets, four. Don't ask about how beautiful they were and how amazing they were. Then he would pray, brackets, a block of, close brackets, four. Don't ask how beautiful they were or how long they were. Then he would pray three. Okay? Now, even the three 
we know that the Prophet ﷺ used to pray the three as a two raka'ah, give salam, and then pray one raka'ah by itself. But Aisha called it three. Likewise, her calling it four is not saying that it was all done four, but she's calling it a four. And in actual fact, we know that it's a two and a two. And how do we know that it is a two and a two? Because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he used to always make the salam after two raka'ah. In one hadith, another hadith yani from Aisha, she said, كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يصلي في الليل إحدى عشرة ركعة يسلم من كل ركعتين. This hadith is narrated by Muslim. Okay, hadith number uh, 736. And Aisha in this hadith says that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to pray at night time 11 raka'ah, giving taslim, giving salam after every two raka'ah. So that's super, super clear. Okay, and Shekha says, and hey, even if we never came across this little extra information or clarification from Aisha, we know from other hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said that the night prayer is mathna, mathna, that it's done in units of two. And so it's, yani, uh, uh, it's no, uh, so it's no problem. Um, yeah. So, so here's an interesting thing that I wanted to mention. So therefore, we understand from this hadith that the actions of the companions is that they would only take this proper significant break. That doesn't mean that after every turaka they jump straight back up. That never was the way of the Prophet ﷺ. They're very relaxed about the whole salah process, right? So they'll pray two and wait three, four minutes and then stand up, yeah? But, you, I mean, I don't know exactly, but you can assume this, right? Whereas when it comes to the break of four, there are some narrations from companions tabi'in. You can say 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you a proper break. Now, if you, when you're growing up in the Pak Mosque, yeah, you will remember that, right? Uh, uh, that you were told that uh, they actually created an artificial reality to make that four block a proper break. Every Pak knows that, right? That when you're praying Taraweeh in the Masjid, that you'd pray the first two, you know that we get straight back up, pray the next two, and then everybody kind of rests and breathes, get a little drink. And then you got the big Yani wall coverings of uh, how was the drama, man? My God, it's got to be twenty years since I said it. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdi. No, what was it? Subhanallah al Qudus. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Oh my God. Subhanallah. You know what it is? I can't even remember. I can't even remember the dhikr that is there. But it's like it's an artificial one. There's no authentic hadith. But, but it's just that dua that was on the wall. And that was their artificial way of creating the four raka'ah break. So it's just very interesting how you see the historical and uh, development, right? Now, the Prophet ﷺ never ever prayed 20 anyway. So, you know, the way that we experience it, you have that kind of, you know, you say that four times, right? You don't say it in the last one, right? And it's not sahih, no. And that's my point, that dua between the furaka is not sahih at all. It's not even a hadith. It is a combination of different adhkar. Right? As far as I know. Frankly, that would be a nice bah. Because I can't remember the last time I said that, or I prayed in such a masjid, or saw it. Okay? But it's only, only in the Brillo Mosque. You wouldn't see it in... I mean, don't think it's a Hanafi thing. Subhanal... Subhanal... Subhanish? Subhanal... Something like that, yani... Yani, you know, someone can find it somewhere, man. Anyway, it's not important. But everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah? 
everybody knows what I'm talking about. So that's just goes to show how people interpret hadith in certain ways and how they, you know, they put it into practice. All right. Um, so that's what tarawih is and that's what, uh, you know, that is and all the rest of it. And um, Sheikh then says at the back, bottom of page 11, okay, he says, uh, uh, actually, Maysara, it's a universal thing. This is the beautiful thing. That it's actually been, you know, turned into... Um, it's actually been turned into a uh, universal cultural. You see it in. I can't remember in Egypt. I can't remember in Egypt. But yeah, in many cultures, I saw it. Many cultures, I saw it. I saw it. Many cultures around the world that I spent time in. African countries, I saw it. Okay. Let's have a look here. We've got yani, a version. Let's have a look. Subhana dil mulki wal malakut. Subhana dil izzati wal azmati wal haybati wal qudrati wal kibriyai wal jabarut. Subhana malaki al hayy alladhi la yanamu wa la yamut. Subuhun kuddusun rabbuna wa rabbul malaikati wal ruh. Allahumma ajirna minan nar ya mujiru ya mujiru ya mujir. Sick! What a sick dua, bro. Come on. That is pretty sick. That is sick. Love that behavior. Shout out to Masjid Tuba. Anyway, that's the one. Okay? That's the one. <laughs> that's why we love the Egyptian Sarah. <laughs> Egyptians are like, enough that dua, baby. Let's have some food. <laughs> Let's have some food. Ta'miya. Yalla, bring out the Ta'miya. Let's have the food. Let's have a munch. In in Bukhari Center, in Bukhari, where we used to pray, uh, um, uh, pray our thingy. What, what do we do, Shaz? Yeah, you see, in our one, right? We would uh, no no the mini lecture behavior. That's a that's a torture. My God, forget that. Uh, we used to do tea. I think the lads, Yahya, obviously over there, and Imani. Even Imani we used to take. Mani, do you remember that? Mani? We used to go, there used to be uh, juice. Maybe a couple of cheeky biscuits, a couple of cheeky cakes. And uh, uh, whatever. Obviously, it's been a couple of years now, because we do it at home. But uh, every four raka'a, yeah, yeah. We would definitely break. No, we didn't watch the footy, man. But we would, uh, Shaz will remind us. No, Shaz, we didn't do tafsir. Tafsir at the end. I'm talking about in between, in the in the four in the four breaks. All right, let's finish off this uh, uh, thingy. There's Iman. There we go. Okay, Iman Khan, juice in the breaks. Love that from the kitchen. Sick. That's what I'm talking about. Um. So anyway, Witter. As for Witter, uh, Sheikh says, then uh, it's going to come, inshallah, that the minimum uh, is a single raka'ah and that the most that it can be is 11. And we're going to explain that. Okay. Uh, you know, we used to get donuts and biscuits big time. Yes, definitely. Uh, and Witter is a sunnah mu'akkadah. And for those people who consider it to be a sunnah, then it is very, very highly emphasized to the extent that Imam Ahmed, as you heard a couple of the brothers mentioning earlier on, to the extent Imam Ahmed alayhi rahmatullah, he said, That 
that the one who does not pray witr prayer, then he's an evil person. Okay? He's an evil person. It is not acceptable. It's the yani, one should not accept his testimony. Meaning that we don't trust him. We don't trust him yani, in his in his dunya, let alone in his deen. I want you to understand that. That's a bare minimum that you should understand about witr prayer. A lot of people they you know might pray the sunnah prayer and then they pray and they leave off the witr because it's meant to be the last prayer of the night as we're gonna to come to, but they don't pray it. They're very lax on witr prayer. Brothers and sisters, at the very least, let me just say this much. It is a super important prayer. It is a it is a it's a it's a game changer. It's an identifier, right? It's an identifier. It's your deen, man. People who don't pray witr, they're they are on the they're what well, they're gone. They're, they, I mean they're they're on the way out. It's gone. It's gone. Right? Imam you might think Imam Ahmad's statement is like a harsh one or whatever. But as Sheikh Uthameen says, you know, he describes it as he describes a person as a, a, a Rajul Su'a. And that just emphasizes how important it is. That's why we're going to uh, uh, draw a line, folks. That's a nice place because then that means that we can start with its time and its detail, etc., etc. Well, we covered that, right, Marina? About food, right? Little bits, uh, tiny bits of food, yani, taken, swallowed, yani, is no major problem. Obviously, a person, yani, he or she swallows what's in the thing. And this dean is easy like that. You don't need to be, you know, going out and doing the full brushing your teeth again. But, you know, you might do a little swell with a bit of drink. I always swell. I always, if I'm going to eat before a prayer, um, will always swell with something to drink it. All right, folks, what questions are we, uh, uh, what have I missed out on? Put your questions that I have not, that I have not answered. Um, put it down, please, so that I can. Um... So uh, it wasn't what Sheikh Uthameen said, Razan, okay. Uh, it, he, he was quoting Imam Ahmed. Imam Ahmed said that the one who leaves witr prayer is an evil man. One should not accept their testimony. That's the translation. Okay. The fact that the Prophet ﷺ said that the night prayer is done in twos, does that mean that the day prayer is done in units of two? There's an argument as well that both uh, day and night prayers are uh, 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 night prayers. Uh, are, are twos. By the way, in the notes, can you know, can all of you English bods, Sara, Shazad, I mean, Zakaria would hope that he wishes that he was an English bod, but yeah, tell me, is it okay to say prayed in twos? No, you're not allowed to tell me the score. Can we say the witr is more important than the two sunnah before Fajr? I don't think you can, but it's one of those kind of theoretical ones, not yeah, it's something which is important to know. All right, I don't think that you can. Both are super emphasized, both never missed, both yani always prayed, yani, etc. etc. Right. Um, Fatima, it is it is uh, acceptable, but we're gonna come to that next week, okay, or the week after. Why is the eclipse prayer more emphasized than the Sunnah prayers before after? No, because there's not it's not that it's more. Um first of all, that the the, the, the Sunnah prayers are not in this discussion because it's a different category. Okay? It's not yeah, any, uh, uh, it's a different category of um... <laughs> Astaghfirullah Zakaria gave us tapar yani, but that's a funny tapar he gave us right um, yeah so can everyone have a look at the 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 the, the thingy the uh, translation I've said twos is that even English is it possible to say in English uh, prayed in twos 
pairs I just didn't like it, right? But can please tell me if it's if it's acceptable or not? Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, so rivers basically it's a different category. All right. Number one. Number two. The other way that you could say that the eclipse prayer is more emphasized is because we know that sometimes it's okay to leave the, the, the sunnah prayers, but the eclipse prayer is an obliga obligation. Okay? Obligation. As we now know, you are allowed to pray a raka'a witr after tahajjud prayer. Is it allowed to pray one raka'a witr on a regular basis, or is it only in a time constraint for fajr prayer? It's a very good question, Embreen. The answer is, is that, I mean, that's coming later. All right? It's not, I don't want to do it now. But let's just say that uh, in, for now, uh, that you should treat it like it should only be done here and there, right? It shouldn't become a habit, but it is permissible to just pray one, okay? Can the COVID vaccine... Yeah, I've been telling the people that I've been vaccinating that point, and it is, I need to write that publicly as well. You can take the COVID vaccine during Ramadan. People's first doses, but many of our healthcare workers and the elderly, it will be their second dose in Ramadan, 12 weeks, okay? Uh, so, thingy. Prayed in couplets. Luti thinks that we're writing a poem, Yeah. I like uh, I like the fact that you actually thought that Yanni, you know, that's. <laughs> I think the discussion last night got to your head, Lutz. Yeah, prayed in couplets. Qasam khudadi. Anyway, uh, prayed in units of two. Shazad, I'm, I'm I appreciate that. I just want to know whether twos is English. Right, I just don't even know. How late should the Isha prayer be, be prayed? It should be prayed just before uh, half the night. Half of the night, what we call midnight, which is not 12 o'clock, it's midnight, okay? It should be prayed before then, half an hour before, something like that. That's the sunnah of, of when you should pray, okay? Uh, protect this house question, not going to do that now. Also, I'm not going to do that now as well. Um, can you pray witr qada? Oh, that's coming later. If a three rak'ah witr is done in the recommended way, salam after two, is that Allah Akbar when you get up for the third rak'ah? Of course, yes. If you do it in the recommended way, salam, then you've ended that prayer. So that's a new prayer. But we're going to come to that. Units of two. Prayed in units. I think units of two. Mesa, can you uh, make sure that, that uh, you put that units of two? I think that's a, Even though with that, and you know, once with that, I said, yes, twos is proper. I'd never seen twos in my entire life, by the way. But if you're saying... See, Zakaria, this is this is why you can't keep the guy out. He came with the big heavy, he bought the heavy ones, bro. When he said that it's a valid scribal word, well, that's it, it's game over. Once it's a scribal word, well, that's it. Twos, I'm sticking to it. I need confirmation that that's the case. If it's a scribal official twos, then let it be twos, bro. I asked a few weeks ago about seeing a male gynecologist and you advised me to a female. I'm now being scared that I should be trying to find a Muslim female gynecologist. Is this in line? No. I do not consider a Muslim to be a condition in any of the books of fiqh where they mention a Muslim doctor. I, I, I think I've even mentioned that in a video somewhere and I've spoken about it. The scholars, when they did that, they did that on the basis that the non-Muslims are looking to you know, do the Muslims in and there's going to be a problem, etc. Now, if you feel that the doctors are doing you in, then even the non-Muslim ones are unacceptable, right? We need to have a trustworthy person. That's the that that, that that's the that, that that's the point. It's a trustworthy person. Okay. Can you pray the Sunnah of Asr? There is no Sunnah of Asr Amrin in my position. Okay. Um and uh oh fighting talk from Fahad is saying that uh it allows nonsense. It allows nonsense. Scrabble allows nonsense. 
That's a that's big fighting talk. Rashid is saying the dictionary is saying it's okay. A group of unit or two people or things, plural noun twos, they would struggle homes in ones and twos. Right, khalas. Adil has bought the delete right there, bro. Okay. Uh, have I missed any questions there? Do we make the sajda to sahmu for changing intention within the prayer obligatory to voluntary? No. If it goes down, then it doesn't. But only if it's a correct changing. Remember, as we said the other day in Telegram group, it's not allowed to come down from the fard, uh, sun, fard fajr to sunnah fajr because that's not a acceptable thing. So uh, only in an acceptable change, then it's acceptable. There is no mistake, so there's no sajda to sahmu. Curious, since Salatul Istisqa is made with the intention of removing harm, has the Qiyas been made by scholars for praying it for removing other types of harm or no, because it was only legislated for the lack of rain? It's only legislated for lack of rain. We have another prayer for that. It's the, well, we don't have another prayer. We have another action, the Qunut al-Nazila, which we'll come to as well. Okay? All right. Sada's going to blow our brains right now. Let's do this. Preventing evil is more important than bringing interests. Horrible translation, by the way, Sarah. Horrible. Okay. Um, that can definitely become better. An opinion with the Hanbali, Imam al-Hajjawi, uh, the most emphasized prayer is the eclipse, rain, tarawih, and witr. The basis for this prioritization is that if congregation is listed for the prayer, it is held as more important as prayers which are not prayed in congregation. Right. The class position, I know what they mean. If the actions or sayings of the Prophet emphasize the prayer, it then overrides the congregational argument. Correct. Therefore, the order of emphasis is witr, rain prayer, then tarawih. Eclipse prayer does not fall under the category of supererogatory as well as covered yet. Yeah, which yeah. is seen as a sunnah muakkad due to the prefer of emphasizing. Yeah, rain prayer is emphasized more because it is intended to remove hardship, which is more important than the bringing of benefit. Good. Hanafis do not consider the rain prayer as even a congregational prayer. Tarawih, the prayer of the rest breaks because the Prophet ﷺ would pray in rakaah, prayed in blocks of four, two, and two, and then take a break. Other notes: although congregational and notational dua is not permissible. It's not impermissible. It's not very prevalent in the Sunnah. Very good. Meeting needs of the community on a wide level should not come at the expense of the individual own Islam worship. Excellent. Excellent. Twos is valid scrabble. We will be covering what to pray which salah. Yes, for Dhuhr is it better to pray the Sunnah in twos? Absolutely, Rivers. Absolutely. Uh, okay, apparently scrabble dictionary is very and that's not thingy, blah, blah, blah. You know, I haven't prayed scrabble in, in 30 years. 30 years. Islamically, I don't know what that is. Octopus is halal to eat. Lovely, by the way. Absolutely lovely. Octopus is, if it cooked correctly. I haven't seen Islamically. If I'm praying the two sunnah unit prayer after Maghrib, and after praying the first unit, I break my wudu. If I'm praying the two sunnah after Maghrib, and after praying, I break my wudu, and I'm praying at work, and I don't have the time to go make wudu and make it up. Do I have to make it up later? You don't have to make it up later. As you, but you're going to see that if you do, then uh, uh, it'll be okay. it's okay. Two rakah for the message before Asr, I think that's okay. Scrabble is an awesome game. It's got to be played. Zakmul ahead, folks. And this, for those folks who have not, uh, uh, don't know about it, this is the week of of Shismal. Uh, uh, <laughs> We're joined by Hafsa, who I swear only joined in the last seconds, yeah, just for this, okay. But Hafsa, make some use, okay. Make some use and post the link to uh, all the, the the classes that are going on this weekend. There are a lot. Choose one which is uh, they are important. Their quality, all right. And uh, uh, if you've got the money, put it to good use, okay? Put your family, get them in front of it. Uh, uh, and uh, and um, uh, 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 what's it called? Put it there in the thingamajig. 
put it there in the thingy. But I'm teaching fiqh of death anyway. Okay? Hafsa tea. Fish. Honestly, man. Right. By the way, Sara, do you know Razan from Toronto? How do you guys even know each other? That's what I want to know. And more importantly, how comes I've never heard of Arabic Scrabble? That's madness. Okay? That's a madness. Without send the link in the group. That is going to have to go down. That is it. Me and Zakaria on one team. Okay? Versus the rest. Because I know that Zakaria is just going to come with the sickest lines. Alright? I'm in a good mood, so let's do this nicely. No shazad today.